Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! Ooh, synchronized door shutting. Nice. That was Joel Atkinson. Hello. And uh, we just saw... A Quiet Place. Ooh, you went quiet, I went normal. <laughs> <laughs> On the count of three, we'll give our one to ten rating. Okay. One, two, three, seven. seven. Hey! Okay. <laughs> nice. That's always nice when we sync up. That was exciting. It was. It was very well crafted. Uh, performances were good. Definitely. Of course, what would you expect from Master Craftsman John Krasinski, of course? <laughs> well, that was the big question for me, is what to expect from this guy who I don't think has directed anything before. He, he did one other movie that oh, I he? saw, and it was an adaptation of a David Foster Wallace book of short stories. Oh, what, is it, what was it called? Uh, Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. Huh. It was fine. It was just <laughs> perfectly fine. I think I I was a little I was a little bit disappointed by this. You know, seven means I still enjoyed it, right. obviously. But I I kept hearing rave reviews, and yeah, uh, I think I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit deeper. Yeah, it didn't do anything exceptional. I wouldn't say <laughs> yeah. it was a it was a really solid horror thriller. Yeah. I love the beginning. Yes. Kind of showing us this is a pretty serious predicament they're in. Yes. Uh, exhibit A, their son gets killed. <laughs> I, I was going to ask about spoilers, yeah. When the movie, oh, yeah, we, when, we spoil them. Okay. Like when, when a movie is willing to let a child die, it's like, all right, this, yeah. is, this is serious. So I think that was important because without really much dialogue... Certainly not heard dialogue, but um, even even the dialogue that was signed was very limited. Yes, right. I think you need to show the audience that they need to pay attention very closely. And yes. I think killing a child, unfortunately, is an effective way to do that. <laughs> uh, in the first, what was like, 10 minutes? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was really annoyed at how many times John Krasinski put his finger up to his <laughs> mouth to indicate that people should be quiet. Because, yes, I would say the thesis of the entire existence of these people is finger to the mouth. It's not necessarily needed to be a reminder. Right. Yeah, they know, they know they're know they in trouble. I don't, I don't think I noticed it really until the very last time he did it, and I was like, okay, yeah, we know. <laughs> and there's a few other heavy-headed moments. Like every time they flashed a glimpse at the uh, the board, like with the whiteboard that says, "How many in area three? <laughs> right. What do we do? Are, they are blind. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, you know, whatever. Like just uh-huh. like very simple. Like oh, let's what let's is write their these. Weakness? <laughs> what is their weakness? Hmm. And just yeah, constantly like going over to there to right. remind us. Like uh, so, I think uh, Krasinski could have allowed his audience a little more credit in yes. terms of being able to understand the. The, um, the rules. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it was kind of a, a a movie about grief and accidental death, but also with aliens with giant ears. Yeah, which the creature design, I thought was amazing. Yeah, I was expecting, because of how little you saw it 
and toward the beginning I didn't think we would see too much of it mm-hmm. but once we did I was yeah yeah I was impressed the both design and uh, I thought the CGI uh, and mm-hmm. and the restraint with um, choosing to show us you know very limited uh, you know I guess that's just a classic right. way to introduce a creature but they did it really well and I think when that's when that's done with restraint so I think the problem with a lot of CGI is it's it's using CGI because it's impossible to create this thing practically. Right. right. It's because it's too expensive, because of the laws of physics, you know, that these things can't, can't re- actually exist in the real world. And so if it can't exist in the real world, maybe our imaginations are going to have trouble drawing the connection between, like, the image we're seeing and a real threat, you know? Right. Like, being able to believe that this thing could hurt me. Right? Oh, yeah. So I, I think the way you, as a director, can fool the audience into thinking, actually, this thing is real, is to introduce it so subtly or just um, implications of it or flashes of it or sound. Right. So that we actually start to believe it's real because of how many suggestions we've had. And so by the time we actually see it, we already believe it exists. Right. And so we're no longer like, ah, that thing looks fake. I think that that thing, that thing looks fake just comes from we haven't been teased slowly into the reality of this. And so, right. honestly, the biggest strength of the movie to me was how carefully we were um, brought into this Definitely. Kind of and creature reality. And I thought about how scared everyone seemed. Like, they seemed really scared. Uh, so, you know, this is a really bad yeah, threat. Right. I had heard people talk about how annoyed they got at fellow film, go- film goers who were chewing on their popcorn in this movie <laughs> I think of like misophoniacs who already hate chewing sounds but because of how quiet the movie was you hear any sound like rustling of a paper bag you, you hear any sound in the audience yes. I moved my chair and I felt bad <laughs> <laughs> wonderful chairs by the way what a great theatrical experience yeah it's pretty comfortable surprisingly I have not fallen asleep at a yeah, theater there yet it's super comfortable what did you think of the uh, the scene where she puts the earbud in his ear and they and they danced um, it was a little bit corny, but I, I think it's kind of on the level of like a horror movie, you know, cornball that I'm, right. I'm okay with. Yeah, I I liked it because what well, that's actually one, my one of my favorite Neil Young songs, oh. and I thought that was really a really good choice. Uh-huh. But I really liked it because it was set against all of the. Uh, monitors that showed everything on their property. Okay. So it didn't really reduce the tension because the whole time you're looking at them dancing, you see uh-huh. all the monitors behind them that could have some kind of threat. <laughs> so, you're, yeah. From the trailer, I had deduced that there was going to be an allegory about parenthood and the, the stakes we feel as parents to raise a child in a harsh world. Um, mm-hmm. And so... They're, you know, obviously just ramping up the harsh world to 11 in this movie. Right. Uh, I kind of wanted them to explore some more aspects of parenthood besides just physical danger. And, you know, they they definitely got into um, guilt. Yes, for sure. I guess I wanted them to go a little bit more uh, in terms of the other emotional pitfalls of, of parenting. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't have any ideas, so okay, I'm not going to be super helpful here. Right. <laughs> and I guess you don't want to overladen a horror movie in particular with too many ideas. Right. But I, I guess I just 
wish it had gone a little bit more into an exploration of um, I don't know maybe maybe it's something to wear on a second viewing I'd I'd find more nuances but I found it to be a little bit black and white just saying parenting is hard protect your kids right yeah it's um, true I would say that for a horror movie it, it was profound it was nowhere near like a get out level no of profundity but get out was actually I would say more of a thriller yeah um there was not until the very end that that became like kind of a slasher right right <laughs> this one I kept hearing people say like oh it's not really a horror movie but this to me it was it felt like a straight up horror movie yeah I was told the same thing like no this is yeah this is really scary for sure and it just kept piling on one thing after another um I liked how when she stepped on the nail, mm-hmm. which they really, really telegraphed that moment was going to happen, <laughs> and then it was awful. Yeah. And then they kept showing it, just letting you know, hey, someone might step on this nail yeah. again. Yeah. You oh. had a very visceral reaction to oh. the nail stepping. Oh, yeah. You, it sounded like you were having trouble breathing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, I hope Joel is going to make it out of here. Yeah, no, that was, it was very effective. Yeah. Also, um, if you live in a world where you can't make sound, uh, probably not a good idea to get pregnant because <laughs> then you'll have a child that makes noise and also the childbirth process will could be painful. Just a, night, just a thought. Right. It seemed like they had thought through it a little bit and it just was a perfect storm of things that went wrong. Right, yeah. Um, like they seemed to have like the, the mattress, right? Like that was like the, the birthing area right. down there. Yeah. And they had like the the oxygen mask all set. Right. But yeah, they were they were risking a lot. And yeah. I guess that there's an aspect I hadn't thought about, you know, this idea that the attempt to raise a child in this world is an exercise in futility. Mm-hmm. But they said, okay, that's fine. Um, it's so important to us to do this that we're going to risk our lives to do it. Right. Um, so I guess I guess there's there's that which I, I can appreciate uh, I think there's also an unspoken idea that this child is replacing the one that died ooh interesting yeah I like that I mean I, I don't like that as <laughs> I think that's a maybe misplaced uh, <laughs> choice yeah uh, you know um, resolution for the for the parents but no I, that's an interesting right that's an interesting point yeah I, I enjoyed uh, the character's denial Mm-hmm. You know, John Krasinski denying that he blames his daughter. Right. He clearly does. Yeah. I thought that stuff was very subtle. I appreciated that. And I wish he had a similar subtle touch with exposition that he had with character development. Right. Also, very convenient that you have two children that are deaf, so you already know sign language. Wait, was the the one that died, was that one deaf? Yes. Oh, yeah, he I didn't had a, that. He had a uh, hearing aid. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I... I conflated uh, that close-up shot with, I thought later, that that must have been the daughter that I was seeing. Right, and I'm pretty sure it was no, him. I think you're right. Yeah. I thought, towards the beginning, I was thinking, okay, so the moral of the story is kids are really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they're just constantly getting them into trouble, which <laughs> is, um, I guess that's a, a lesson from, especially early parenting is right. just you have to childproof your home right kids so, will be kids yeah yeah I, I bet if i was actually a, a parent of a young child i'd be like dave are you kidding there is so much in there that you didn't get because right. you're not a parent yes you idiot. <laughs> so yeah maybe it's a 
maybe that's a good one to revisit once I uh, have some experience in my belt <laughs> before I'd be like Krasinski you don't know what it's like to be a parent <laughs> also I thought I had this is completely unimportant but do you think that was always their house or did they like move there because it was safe and it was in the woods that's a good question I'm trying to think about like how adept they were at farm kind right. of stuff yeah they weren't very uh, good at navigating uh, uh, quick corn no no <laughs> yeah the moment one yeah uh, the kid went into the cornfield to run or I meant like the uh, the corn in the silo oh right that's why yeah. I said quick corn oh right right, right. sorry <laughs> yeah that was uh, it made a lot of noise <laughs> <laughs> too noisy I I think uh, a great compliment to the movie was when I went to the bathroom, uh, I came back, and I caught myself almost not wanting to ask you if I missed anything because of how clear it was to us as an audience that we're supposed to be quiet. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so that was maybe an instance where the heavy-handedness was effective and that I, I yeah. wondered if I was allowed to ask you in right. a very, very whispery tone yes. if I had missed anything. Don't worry, I would have shushed you. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, honestly, how much extra gravitas does John Krasinski get with the beard? I mean, I don't think I would believe him without a beard in this movie. Right. Well, yeah, you'd just be thinking, like, okay, what is Dwight? Are you trying to prank Dwight right now? Right, yeah. It was a long con. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy that Krasinski pulled this off. I think, uh, you know, maybe he could have had somebody else play his character, and maybe that, that could have helped a little bit in terms of Splitting up the work so that he could have focused on being a little bit more subtle. Right. But uh, I, I also think it's cool that a husband and wife, you know, were working together on that. Yes. I was also thinking about that during the, the dancing scene, the, uh-huh. the chemistry they had. I'm like, well, of course they do because they're married. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I kept hearing people kind of nitpick at the premise being weak, and I, I don't understand what they meant. Do you have any no, insight into that? No, it's a wonderful premise. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. Don't make any noise or you get eaten. I yeah. mean, what, what more do you need? Did you see Don't Breathe? I did. I didn't see that one. Is it similar at all? Um, so that was that was the one where the uh, the guy was... I thought the guy blind. was blind in that yeah. one. Right. Um, oh, yeah, that would be the same thing. Yeah, I suppose it was similar. I meant to watch that one, but I, I never caught it when it was in theaters. Well, yeah, it was good. It was pretty good. I obviously don't remember it very well, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge horror movie buff, but when it comes to horror, the the simpler the premise, the more I'm going to enjoy it. Like, I, I think it follows, hits that out of the park. Absolutely. It just, um, you have sex, murderous um, ghosts follow you and try yeah. to kill you. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> I think, yeah. Instead of having to spend, you know, the first act trying to set up exactly why you should be scared. Right. You know... Figuring out a very simple premise. I was thinking about the beginning of the movie, wondering if I had no idea about the premise, what I would be thinking. And Uh I I think it did lay it out pretty well. Yeah. Because everyone looked really scared. They weren't making noise. And then the the child dies. Also, another thing, the old man, the only other character you see in the movie, his scene seemed really stupid to me until... It was mirrored in John Krasinski's scene late in the movie. Yeah. And I realized why the old man did what he did. 
So yeah, why would you say he did that? He, I believe he did that to protect John Krasinski and the child. Oh. To distract the monster so that they could get away. Okay. Interesting. Which is then what... So at the time, did you think that, or was that... Only no, I, at the time, I was like, this is stupid. Why is this guy yelling? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like he was being, um, like, I want this monster to kill us all. Right. I thought it was just a crazy old man. <laughs> and I want to say he didn't have any teeth, which no, is why he was able to make his mouth get so small. Yes, that was, that was some <laughs> good, good acting, good physical acting. <laughs> also, I felt like at the end, the way the little girl figures out how to how to uh, beat them it seemed like she figured that out really fast for someone who wasn't allowed in that room until that moment right i'm not complaining i didn't it didn't it didn't really take me out of the movie or anything but see i thought she was slow to figure out that her hearing aid was kind of setting them off no that's and true then, um but yeah i agree it was fast fast to once she realized that to figure out how to extrapolate a like death blow via right. sound I honestly felt a little bit lost about what Krasinski was trying to invent. Do you think he was trying to invent something to beat the monsters, or was he really trying and failing to make her a hearing aid? I, that's what I was confused about. I don't, I, I I don't know. That. I think she thought he was trying to make a hearing aid. Right. Yeah, I'm guessing that that's the idea. It's just that he cared about her, but wasn't able to do it, and so she took that as one more reason why he hates her. Right. <laughs> So we're at the um, destination, Siam Delight. Excellent. So I'm delighted point, to be here. Let's uh, reevaluate, figure out if we want to change our score. Okay. So I was at seven, you were at seven. I'm, yes. What are, what are you thinking? I'm still sticking with seven. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I think that we were able to find, or we were able to unearth as many like positive things we hadn't first thought about as negative things that maybe yes. <laughs> also on reflection were detracting a bit right so but, yeah i feel kind of even <laughs> yeah i would really like to have a conversation with someone with children yeah yeah about this movie though i agree cool well bye everyone bye bye